Are you working? What kind of work do you do? What is good, everybody? You're listening to Trauma. Welcome back. Um, heads up. Next week, or the week that you guys get this episode, um, the week after, we're going to take a break. We have a bunch of the team actually traveling, going on vacation, taking a break. That's very much needed. So um, hang tight. We will be back shortly. Today, we're going to be chopping up what does it look like to get back to the church? Up till now, it's been a lot of me complaining moaning about my hurts and scars but like it's time we do something about it and i know i need to get back to church so i want to share the journey and invite everybody else that's on it to see what that looks like what does it look like when you're in the process of going to a church um and how do you find one that works for you so tune in hey yo i'm gonna be on tiddah that's how my eyes can see victory is mine yeah surprisingly i've been laying Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props. We're we'll going. Okay. What's up, Sam? Yup. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, back at you for another one here. Uh, our man is all dosed up. Dose two. He is now impervious to the COVID virus. Vaccinated. Was it bad? You know, surprisingly enough, the first one was more painful than the second one. Okay, you found that bucket. Yeah. Nice. All I did was like take a couple naps, but yeah. other than that, I was like, oh, that's it. You know, maybe it's because I took Tylenol. I don't know. Yeah. But I was fine. Probably not that, that but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't is, know if that means I'm healthy or yeah, not yeah. healthy. I don't know. Is wifey vaccinated too or just you? Oh, yeah, she's been. Nice. Yeah, so she are, took the Johnson and Johnson. Oh, the J&J. Oh, I don't know. She did not get uh, a warm welcome. No. Oh, she really? was hurting for a couple out, for a couple days. Because that was yeah. when they pulled for a little bit for blood clots. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she's good though, but. Um, okay, you're vaxxed. Mm-hmm. I, as soon as I got my second dose, I started feeling a little bit reckless, dude. I was like, I'm ready to just go to any restaurant. You want to hit, hit a bar? Okay. <laughs> like, that's fine. Um, yeah, be wise. Be yeah, wise. we got to be wise yeah, out here. We got to be wise. Um, before we dive into the episode, uh, it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Hey, hey. You were just saying off camera, I think, or we were saying, like, who comes up with these months? No idea. <laughs> I have no fucking no, clue. I don't know if it's like, yeah. It's weird, right? But but I remember, um, I think post-recording last week, we were all kind of talking about how this crew here, how like we're we're a, we're in a pivotal position as a like culturally, because if we don't pass on our culture to our children, like it dies there, right? Right? Like you and I cannot speak Korean. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I can speak a little bit more. I, I'm like second grade level at best, mm, right? Mm, mm, and it's like, okay, mm. what does that mean for my future child? Right. And I know even less about like actual like um, like certain ceremonies and right. you know like when your baby turns a hundred and like all this yeah, shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, I don't know. It, whenever I actually sit down and think about it, it is a little embarrassing about the fact how little I know about mm-hmm. my people, mm-hmm. even though like you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, and at the same time, I guess it's also an encouragement to be like, okay, well, you have the fucking internet, bro. Like, if you really want to know, <laughs> look that shit up. Right. So, I don't know, guys. Uh, maybe it's worth it to dig a little deep this month and do some research on, on your people. Yeah. Um, for example, actually, randomly, I looked this up um, in one of those moments where I was just like, I'm so ashamed of how little mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. But did you know the first immigrants ever... Uh, don't Actually, you can quote me on this. I looked this up. Okay. Um, the first Korean immigrants ever came to Hawaii. I did know that, yes. And they came on that. like a specific ship, and the reason was they were there to work on the sugarcane fields. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. like yeah. the, the most surefire way to get money to like mm-hmm. start something off. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, yeah. okay, out of anyone in the U.S. is Hawaii, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, Remember what year that was? Dude, I don't know. Do you? I want, I, want to esti- I want to guess somewhere between the 40s, 30s okay. maybe? 30s, okay. 40s? Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, but, I mean, and I was talking about this with my other friend today, too. It's kind of interesting because I feel like um, Americans, uh, mostly white people, but Americans, they, they just kind of throw us into the monolith of Asian. Hmm. And I'm just like, dude, that's, um, that's so glib. That's so surface level. Because, right. like, Indians are in Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't think they consider themselves as Asians, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Americans, when you hear Asian, you think about East Asia. Right. Japan, Korea, China. Mm-hmm. Um, the mainland, yeah. And I, my friend was telling me that in the UK, apparently, when they hear Asian, they think of Indian and not Oriental, which is Fair. which yeah. is interesting, right? Yeah. But my point is, it's like the term Asian, like we're definitely not a monolith. There's so many cultures within Asia, yeah. so many different foods and languages and yeah. traditions. It's like, um, I think it's worth 
um, treating each one as its own special thing, right? And just yeah. giving it a, its own spotlight. Right. Um, so quick reminder, I don't know if you guys want to do that thing, be curious about it. Seems like a good month. Yeah, I think it's important to understand our cultural and ethnic identity. Like it's, yeah. like it's it's part of us. It's 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 what makes us who we are. It's how the, it's our lens of how we see the world right. and even how we see the Bible. And so I think it's important for us to yeah. kind of dig deep and kind of just say, hey, let me understand what this kind of means for me. Right, and like at some point in time, whether it's intentional or not, we are all like you become an adult and. Um, I mean, if I were to be, just be super blunt about it, you take stock of what you've learned and what you want to carry on versus what you want to throw away. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like from your yeah. parents, from your mm -hmm. culture, from society. Yeah. Yeah. And so culturally, like, dude, yeah, I, I want my child to be able to speak Korean. Right. Mm -hmm. I want them to know shit. Um, so how they got to America, the importance exactly. yeah, of that, all that. The significance of all that. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the one thing I've been actually wrestling with, and you know, me and my wife talk about it. My last name is Townsend. It is. You know what I mean? And so I'm thinking of like four, you know, three, four, five generations down, like how are they going to know where their last name came from? You know, the significance of it. Right. You know? And so I'm kind of like thinking about, dang, at one point I was like, do I change my last name? Right. You know, right. but I, I, there's beauty to my last name and how my yeah. family immigrated here and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's, you know, how do we, yeah. how do we create and, and, and stir and grow that legacy? Because it's important of how we, Huge. how we got here and how my future grandkids and their kids or whatever um, will understand who they are and where they came from. Right. You know what I mean? And so all of that matters. All of that matters. Totally, totally. Um, all right, guys. So Heritage Month, do your fucking research, people. Mm. I think you'll be happy. Mm. Um, all right. So up to date, um, through one through six, episodes one through six, we've been kind of unpacking some of the more common traumas, certainly my personal traumas. Mm -hmm. And um, I think for me, I've hit kind of all the big ones so far that really kind of disturbed me. So... I think it makes sense that maybe we start to steer the ship in a way where we go, okay, we've unpacked the, the aches and pains. Let's not get stuck here. Now let's, let's um, pivot to how, what do I do about it now? Yeah. Because um, despite all the traumas that I did go through and despite all the issues that I have with, you know, versions of church that I experienced, God is real mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, I know I can't live life just on my own terms and off my own powers, right? Like, yeah. I, I understand the limitations of myself right. and people. Right. Uh, but I respect myself enough to not go back to the churches that I went to. Sure. Um, and I don't want that for other people either. Mm. And so I'm asking myself, like, damn, especially with, um, I feel like we see the light at the end of the tunnel with COVID now, right? Mm. Mm. And as things start to open back up, I'm asking myself, mm. what is the process of finding a church going to look like? Yeah. And does the church that's going to fit my needs even exist out there today, hmm. right? Hmm. So, because we talked last time a little bit how Ray and I would just go church hopping left and right. And um, I, I am going to compare to, throughout this episode, I'll be comparing it probably to dating and job hunting, just because I see a lot of similarities there. <laughs> but before we get into that, Sam, I feel like when I went into, the, was when I was growing up, um, up to the moment that I left, the term church hopping is thrown out and in not in a positive way. Mm -hmm. What's the fucking beef with church hopping? Why is that so bad? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a great question. I, I think if we look at it from a different frame of mind, church hopping to me is an issue because it becomes very consumeristic, right? It's about what can the church do and give me? Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you're bargain shopping and you're trying to look at what's going to be, where am I going to find the best deals? Where am I going to find the best mm -hmm. thing for me? It's mm -hmm. very me-centric. Right? right, but the whole premise of going to church or being the church is being in relationship with other people, mm -hmm. with like-minded mission, values, you know, vision, right? Mm -hmm. And so you want to be able to collaborate together and how we can make this place better, how we can be of influence to our communities and to mm. our neighbors, etc. But if it's solely based on you, it's only yeah. going to be a matter of time before someone offends you. Sure. You see something you don't like, someone says something you don't like, and then what happens? You yeah. cut loose. Yeah. And so it's all about the frame of mind and what and where your heart is at before you go to a place because Right. You I mean, you could make church your the the greatest place on earth or it could be the most painful place on earth, right? Right. And so I like to look at it as what is 
as we talk about like who you are and the importance of being authentic with yourself, what is God doing in your life? Like, what is it about you that yeah. you feel like you need, but also that you can be a part of that you want to, uh, this church aligns with what God has revealed to me about myself and life yeah. that I say, I want to, I'm about that, you know? Yeah. And so all the little stuff don't really matter as much. Totally. No. Okay. That makes sense. Well, I guess I'm coming at it from the other end of the spectrum because one, I think I grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. so I was never equipped with, this is how you look for churches, right? It was just, I went to the church my parents went to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And even in college, I just, I went to the church of the ministry of the service I first attended. There there was no courting process or anything like that. It was just like, right? So there's that. But back to the consumerism thing, like, I, okay, I definitely think there's a problem, which is more and more now, now. Yeah, bigger, bigger. I get that. But at the same time, like, I don't, that's... It's inevitable, right? Like, at least in the beginning stages, mm. it has to be about them. Mm. Because if I'm going to churches and it's not about me, I'm not going to stick around either. Because if I'm not, if I don't feel like it's a right fit, if I'm not connecting or, or mm. I don't believe in the leadership or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. It, what is it like? What am I going for then? If it's yeah. not for, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, at yeah. least in the initial stages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is that bad? Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's the frame of like it's it, the frame of mindset, the the heart condition that you're bringing up. Because most people will say, "I'm gonna come in and church. You gotta prove it. You got two Sundays yeah. to prove to me right, you right. deserve me." Okay, let me flip that. Yeah, you go to a church and you want to join it, and they yeah. go, "You gotta prove it six months before you can do anything for us." Oh, you're not a member yet, huh? Sorry, you gotta come for a certain amount of time. You mm. gotta serve, and then you gotta pay some dues, and then you get a title. <laughs> so it's yeah. the same shit. Yeah. Well, okay, I think there's a difference between people who are willing, willing to be participants of the church mm-hmm. and then people who are wanting to be... Like serve the church. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I, I think there's differences. Gotcha. The reasons why I think when, we, when you have that particular framework, um, my, I, I think the tension that you're going to feel is how long before you don't want me? You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. like if you're, if you're coming in with that framework to a church, right? Yeah. And you're like, I like what they do. Yeah. Um, I align with their vision. The people are great. Yeah. They're, they're teaching the Bible, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it, it's yeah. like, yes, my heart leans to this place and you want to commit. Yeah. Church, some churches will say, look, uh, we want you to be a member here. Right? right. We want you to know what our beliefs are. We want you to know what our values are, what uh-huh. we're about. So that when you do commit, you know what you're getting yourself into. Right. And so for some churches, it's like, it's going to take you six months. Right. It's going to take you a certain amount of period. And then I want you to know, rather than you buy into the hoopla of the lights and the music and Mm -hmm. the sermons, and Mm -hmm. then you buy into this consumeristic idea. And then you're like, I'm out. But there's some value in the consumerism. So for example, uh, people that marry the first person they date, Uh yo, kudos to you because that's nuts. Uh But how do you know that you love them? Or how do you know what you want or don't want if that's the only food you've ever tasted? And so in a similar mindset, I'm like mm-hmm. looking at churches like, well, dude, what's so bad with church hopping? Because just, mm-hmm. I think dating is healthy. I think you, um, everybody has their own journey, but like um, mm-hmm. I needed to have my relationships to learn about myself, learn about what I needed, learn, sure. f- learn what I need to advocate for, where I'm blind, mm-hmm. where I'm strong, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I view the same way with church. It's like, why, mm-hmm. why can't I go from church to church and see, oh, this church does this this way. Oh, that church does it that way. Mm-hmm. Versus me coming in and having to feel awkward about the fact that like, oh yeah, I'm not committing, I'm church hopping right yeah. now. Because I feel like that's looked down upon. Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's the framework. I think if you were to go in and like, I want to learn, because I only know one way, so I want to learn what other churches are doing. Yeah. I think that's fair because you're exploring, yeah. not just saying, prove it to me, right? Mm-hmm. You're wanting to learn what else is out there. You're wanting to mm-hmm. see how Baptists do church or how they do, mm-hmm. you know, what they teach, whatever. Yeah. It's more of an exploration of faith rather than uh, what church am I going to go to? It's a different, it's a different approach to it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this is part of the faith journey. Maybe you're at a place where like, I know where my values are. I know what, you know, what, what, what vision I have or who I am or what I'm looking for in terms of like how I see God. Then, then it's more like, okay, can I hunker down and commit to a community? Yeah. Uh, that I believe is doing amazing things that I could grow into and be challenged by, that's that's the place I'm going to go to rather than I got to find a perfect church because it matches, you know, my kids' needs or whatever. Right. Um, and I think that's a difference to how you come about it. 
Um, I know some people that are like, I've only known the Korean context or Asian context. Right. So I want to see what other churches are like. Yes. I'm like, okay, fair. Yeah. You know? Um, but when you go in there with like, uh, you know, you got to woo me, wow me. Yeah. That's the part where it becomes very consumeristic. And right. it's like, that's, then you're, you're going to find faults in every church. Yeah, but I, I agree with that. But I'm just like, okay, if I'm, if I'm a church mm-hmm. and a newcomer comes in with that energy, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, yo, um, people speak volumes. The majority of what you say is nonverbal. Like, I believe that more and more. And so let's say I'm running a church hypothetically, someone comes with that energy, mm. I wouldn't even engage with that energy because by you, by, by, by people or institutions responding to that energy with like any kind of reaction to me is like that, like, why are you even entertaining that? Right. Mm. You were fine before that person came through your door. You'll be mm-hmm. fine after if they're mm-hmm. not for your church, not for your church, but don't pay them no mind or energy. Like do mm. what you've been continuing to do. Mm. If you have a mission, continue to fill that out yeah. and the right, like, you know what I'm saying? God will provide. Sure. Do you think that's a wrong perspective? Is that too idealistic of like, just be you to each their own? Yeah, but I mean, I think if you know, if you go to a church that's like, I'm going to do me and then you do you, Uh uh, I would rather go to a community that is very hospitable and welcoming, right? Right. Like, I want to know, like, um, because the whole beauty of being a collective community is that you are seen and known and that you belong, right? Right. That you matter. And mm-hmm. so I want to go to a place where I am thoroughly welcome. Like I want to know like at a, at a, even at a superficial level, like, right. Hey, you, Hey, you right. know, how you doing? Right. You right, know? Right. Um, and even like, you know, I mean, we'll see how it unfolds as you go after week after yeah. week. But I think there's yeah. something beautiful about hospitality in the church. Totally. Um, that is absolutely missing sometimes. Yeah. You know? I guess I guess the point I'm trying to get at is like I feel like churches um I believe in the hospitality thing. I think that's huge. First mm-hmm. impressions matter, but I'm just like just be hospitable because you are hospitable. You know what I'm saying? It's like don't like Yeah, don't sales pitch me or Yeah, or don't yeah. even like just just be who you are. Just like when you're dating somebody, don't sure. don't put up your best version of yourself. Mm. Be who you are, so mm-hmm. you can figure out if this is gonna work out. Sure. And if it does, great. If it yeah. doesn't, great. You're gonna yeah. find something else. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. Like as I'm thinking about me eventually going back to church, like I, I don't even know what church looks like. What I would want to see to be like, yes, that's it. Like yeah. I don't even know that. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to also figure out like, well, one, I, let's start with the whole ch- a church hopping, demonizing thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't feel guilty about it just because that's just where I'm at life. I think you need to taste foods to figure out what you like. Sure. Um, I think I need to be honest with myself, like you said, of if I'm just being completely all about me and too consumeristic, like I'm always going to find some reason not to commit, mm-hmm. just like with dating, just yeah. like with job searching or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I move on from that, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with the fact that I'm on church hop. I am stuck at the, okay, well, what is that? What are you looking for though? You know, I always heard in church, like when you're looking for the, your significant other, your, your future wife or husband, Get rid of your 29,000 shit mm. list of things you need. Mm. What are the top three things? And don't compromise on those. I, feel okay. like I, I would hear that all the time. Mm. And maybe I need to do that with church as well. Mm. Like, I guess, what, do you have any guiding principles or thoughts as I explore when yeah, that time comes? I mean, I, I always say, don't worry. What you look for in a church is secondary to where you're at and who you are, right? So I would, I, I like to introspect, like, in my season of my life right now, who I am, mm. right? What is it about me that that says, this is, uh, this is my makeup. So for me, community is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna be a part of community that is doing work in the community because I'm doing work in the community, right? And so there are certain values and principles about myself that I know that's, yeah. that, that is critical, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, wanna be, I wanna be part of a community that really believes in equity and justice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you look for these things in yourself that says, this is how God speaks to me, this is mm-hmm. how I see God, mm-hmm. this is me, right. how God has created me. Right. And so I wanna be a part of a community that is doing the same thing. Yeah. And so I come up with a list, not so much a list as much as like a mental note of like, this is, this is who I am, this is what I need, yeah. and this is how I could participate. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I guess the, the heart of what I'm trying to get across, if it's not clear, which it probably isn't, I want to advocate for you out there advocating for your needs in the way that Sam just described. Because I think some people would hear that and be like, go back to that lame energy of like, well, it's not about what the church can do for you. What can you? It's like, okay, cool there, bro. It's yeah. like, 
I need to assess where I sit in life right now. Mm -hmm. I need to understand myself to a point where I know what I'm looking for mm -hmm. and then not compromise on certain things as mm -hmm. I look for, right? Because yeah. it's like, it's like finding a job, right? Most people, like if you guys can look in the mirror and say you love what you do and who you do it for, I'm fucking jealous. But I feel like mm -hmm. most people would say they don't. Yeah. And so in a similar way where I feel like your job, um, you get lucky if you find um, a mission that you can actually believe in and work towards. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the church is kind of the same thing. What are they mm -hmm. prioritizing? What is deeply placed in your heart in what areas? Mm -hmm. And then finding, um, thank you, finding like, um, like a mutual beneficial relationship, so to speak. Yeah, because then you're going to... You want, you want to be a part of what God is doing in you and in the community that you are going to participate in. Yeah. You know, through the good, bad, and the ugly, you know that this is, this is good, right? Yeah. And so it doesn't matter about the music as much. It doesn't matter how, you know, great the programs are, whatever. Like, yeah. that's where you come in and you can be able to put, you know, your print or whatever into yeah. the mix, right? And so I like to say, look, it's not just about what they can do for you, uh, but also how could you be an active participant in what everybody is doing collectively, right? right. And so... Um, but there are levels, like you said, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't want people out there to think like, oh, I can't be ready for church until I'm ready to do something for them, because that's not true either, right? right it's it's right. like some people just go to just... I mean, there's no bouncer at the door, right? It's like there's no qualification. You want to yeah. go to church? Fucking go to church, man. Walk in those doors and sit down. Mm -hmm. um, but it is interesting because when it comes to like serving church, it's a weird situation because there's this like, I, to be productive and get things done, you need accountability, commitment, and work, but you're not getting paid. Like, it's not a job where it's a mutually, yeah. I'm giving you service, you're giving me pay. Mm -hmm. That doesn't exist in a church. Yeah. And so um, it really comes out of your willingness to contribute and to serve. Yeah. Um, and when you get to that level, it even matters tenfold more. Mm -hmm. Do I fuck with this mission? Right. Do I, f am I willing to, to die and go to battle with my leader here, my people yeah. and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Right? And I, I just, for me, I was in denial about so many of those things and I mm -hmm. felt guilty if I, the answer wasn't yes. Yeah. And I thought there was something wrong with me yeah. versus just understanding like, no, like I'm an individual and I'm unique. So is everybody else. And right. it's about being authentic to what you are and, and finding community that like, um, I guess supplements that. Right. Yeah, and, and the tough part for people who have been hurt by the church, traumatized by the church, is yeah. the idea that, like, if you're going to reference, you know, dating as an analogy, yeah. uh, the idea is you won't get to know an individual unless you spend some time with that individual. True. It's the same thing with church. You won't get to know the heart of the church unless you actually are present and commit, right. committed to the church, right? Because that's the, that's the tough when you, part. Everyone can look cute on date number one through ten, but it's like after year two, like... It's that's just, the tough part. Are they still as funny as you thought they were? You know and same mean? thing with church. Yeah, so, so that's okay. why you have to really peel that onion and I really wonder, that. like, God, what is it that you are doing in me that yeah. I can be a part of this place? Yeah. Yeah. And what can this place challenge and grow me so that I could be, well, a healthier version of who you called me to be, et cetera. Okay. I like that. That's a good, that's a good uh, pausing point, I think. Uh, so, yeah, we're actually going to be going into our new segment titled After Church Special. Which I like a lot. G1 came, G1 came up with that. So props to her. Um, so we'll see you guys there just in a quick second. All right. Welcome back to After Church Special. It's kind of mid-church special, I guess, in some ways. But um, yeah, this is a little mental break where we can get a little goofy here, share some off-the-wall stories, some wisdom from the people's pastor here. Uh, and I think we're going to switch it up a little bit. I think uh, you're going to start it off with a quick little story time on your end, right? Something, yeah, sure. something about churches being creepy as shit at night. <laughs> well, I mean, Ray was talking about it, and I was like, "Dude, I think I got a story." Okay. Uh, so I remember early in my pastoralhood, uh, you know, it was my, I think, my first year of marriage. Yeah. Crazy times, and um, you crazy know, crazy times. Yeah, and I remember one night, yeah, I got into a huge fight with my wife, and uh -huh. things were going really south with uh -huh. other things going on at church and sure. personal life, etc. And so where do you go? You, yeah. you, I, I thought you go to church and I want to pray. I think it was like, to I be know. To be clear, most people don't do that when they're okay. stressed out. <laughs> but you're a pastor, yeah. so it makes sense. You're keeping it Jesus out It makes here. sense. All right. All right. So then, um, so I was like, okay, I'll go to church. So it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm going to church. Okay. And, uh, and for, I don't know what it is. I think it's just like all the horror films or whatever. Yeah. I'm like freaked out going to church at night. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is. Like, I'm just like, freaking out over little raccoons or crows yeah. and, up and I don't know if it's yeah, like yeah. demons or something. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, screw it. So I just like run inside the church um, and I go inside the sanctuary. Yeah. I didn't want to turn anything on because I was still a little jittery about like walking in the dark because uh -huh. 
I couldn't find the switches for some reason. Uh-huh. So I just run to the sanctuary. I'm uh-huh. in the front. And, Wait, you're um, in more comfort in the dark in a sanctuary versus hitting the lights on? I could not find the lights for the life of me for some reason. Uh-huh. I don't know. I was like in panic mode. So I was like, screw it. And there was enough lights where you can kind of just see around. Okay. And so I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to – I just need to be with Jesus at this point. Sure. So I go to the, the front of the sanctuary and I'm sitting down. And you know when you're just like hypervigilant about everything because you freaked out? Yeah. Like I feel like I have – Fight like, or flight mode. Your senses are everywhere. I feel like I'm hearing everything. Like I'm the yeah, bionic yeah. man with yeah. like super sensitive ears hearing everything. From every little critter walking to like every noise going on outside, everything. (laughs) And so I'm like praying with my eyes open, you know? (laughs) Just Um, smooth. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's gonna come out. I don't know if I need to like say, you know, exorcisms or something. But I'm praying with my eyes open. And then I felt like, man, I'm not being genuine right now. I'm not even praying genuinely for what I need to be praying for. So I close my eyes, Uh right? So I'm in the front, I'm closing my eyes, I'm praying out loud, you know, I'm praying for, you know, my marriage, I'm praying for mm-hmm. my life, whatever. And, I, and at that point, I'm like really getting into it. And then next thing you know, I'm saying, God. Eyes still open at this point. No, my eyes are closed. Oh, okay. Because okay. I needed to get into the moment. Got you, got you. So then I'm saying, okay, God, uh, I, I need to physically feel your presence. Like, I need to know things are huh. going to be well. Okay. Uh, so I need you to show yourself. I need to feel your presence. Uh-huh. And I remember saying that like three or four times. And I'm in that moment and I'm like, you know, on my knees with my hands open, you know, and uh, next thing I know, I feel like a presence over me, you know, and I'm like, oh man. I, Good presence? I don't know. I just feel like a shadow over me, but I'm too afraid Whoa. to open my eyes. Um, so I feel this presence over me and I'm like, okay, this, this has got to be Jesus. Like, this is, this is my Jesus moment, uh-huh. you know? And so now I'm, I'm praying even louder, like, oh, you know, thank you so much for your presence. Like, this is. This is what I needed. Da, da, uh-huh. da, da. Uh-huh. And next thing I know, I feel a hand come on my shoulders, right? Shut the hell. I feel this hand come on my shoulders. And, um, and at that point, I'm like, am I really feeling the hand of God right now in my life? Like, I'm feeling it. Or is it some demon hand with some long-ass nails going on? We, we moved past that. I'm like, look. Okay, so, you, so it's, good no it's good energy. It's good energy. Yes, it's feeling good. Okay, okay. okay. And, uh, and then, like, I don't know. For some reason, I'm crying. I'm weeping. And uh, this hand is still over me. And then next thing I know, I feel the shaking and then you know, the shaking coming over me and I'm thinking, okay, this feels a little too real. And, uh, and then I hear, Hey pastor, I got to clean up. <laughs> pastor, I got to clean up this sanctuary. And I look over and it's my youth kid. That's like cleans the church on Saturday nights. Right. Oh my God. He's like, pastor, I didn't want to disturb you yeah, yeah, while yeah. you were praying. So I got to, I got to vacuum the, I got to vacuum the sanctuary. And I look at this fool and I'm like, so you can't turn on the lights or yeah, nothing? Like yeah, you can't yeah, give me no yeah. warning or yeah. nothing? And so I remember looking at him and he's seeing me with weepy eyes and he's like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's something about when someone hits the zone of prayer, mm-hmm. you just don't want to fuck with that, right? You, just, <laughs> it, you don't want to get near it. And also, maybe that was God speaking or showing you through that. You know what I'm mean, saying? It was a crazy moment. Like, I believe in shit like yeah, that too. I was a crazy um, moment. That I'll was incredible, by that. the way. I'll because forget that. I mean, if... I'm sure people have had the experience of being either in like an office space or just any huge commercial building mm-hmm. at night alone. Yeah. Shit is scary. And if it's a church, scarier times 10. I don't even know why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So the topic of like, like demons and like the supernatural, it's, it's kind of gray for me. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I was once way too into it. Yeah. Like way too into it where like I was being told like, no matter where you go, there's demons and angels having a war around you, boy. And I was like, what? Right, and just like, just focus on that. And now I'm just kind of like, that's cool, but I'm on earth, so I'm gonna do earth shit. Like, <laughs> um, but I guess, not, not really a story on my end, but that made me think of something. So Kaui. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So Kaui is a yeah. Korean, what is it? Scissor lock. Is that why it's called Kaui? Yeah. Oh, okay, so um, I think the English word, direct translation is I think sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to think growing up, oh, this only happened to Koreans because mm-hmm. I didn't know the English word for it. Yeah. And it's called kawi. And so it's like, for those I haven't, I'm fucking jealous, but um, it's where you're asleep, you wake up, or you think you've woken up, and you just can't move. Can't say nothing. Your, your body is just um, completely frozen. You can't speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like, I would put in every ounce of energy I have to blink my eye and I can't even mm-hmm. move anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, sh- and again, like I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up in school because I thought kids would think I'm fucking weird. I didn't want to say it out loud in case I would manifest Satan into my life or some shit. But um, yeah, I thought for a while it was only Koreans. And dude, when I was in middle school, eighth grade, I had a, like a three month stretch where I got it every single night. That's crazy. 
every fucking single night so i was terrified going to sleep every night before i went to sleep because mm -hmm. it would happen like clockwork mm -hmm. and it's it, for those that haven't experienced it oh that doesn't sound that bad you're gonna wake up eventually mm -hmm. that would be true if not for the fact that you also have this like eerie chill and fear overcome you like i can only describe it as like i that's what I imagine it would feel like if a demon were in the room. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking terrified for my life for no goddamn reason. And I can't move or breathe or scream or yell. Mm -hmm. um, it all culminated to this one time where in that three-month stretch, I was sleeping on my side. Same shit happened. I knew it was happening. I opened my eyes. Fucking pure terror running up and down my spine. But this time, um, my eyes are kind of coming into focus. And right in front of me, I see fucking two pairs of legs. Or a pair of legs. Oh, damn. It's just pitch black. It, it, they're not wearing clothes. It's just like a like a non-physical figure. And I was like, oh, shit. It's, t it's t today. Today's the day. Like, Satan's coming to get me type of <laughs> shit. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like knocking on wood. Um, but, I mean, okay. Luckily, I just woke up and it wasn't anything. Yeah. But, yeah. Kawi, for whatever reason, it's just it's weird. And I feel it's like for it, real. Doesn't it, I feel like it happens to dude. Asian people more than it does other people. I don't know. But I don't I've had it. Know. And that seems like a very similar story to mine. I Googled it when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, obviously, um, it didn't happen in the 21st century. This shit's been happening forever. Mm -hmm. I saw a Chinese fucking document. It was a drawing. Yes, I'm looking at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, why are you fucking looking at me? You know why. Um, but it's like a scroll, and it's a drawing of somebody, and it says like sleep, sleep, sleep paralysis in Chinese or whatever. And it's a fucking girl, a demon girl, sitting crisscross applesauce on a guy's chest. Dude, that's freaky. Isn't that fucking scary, dude? Just crisscross sitting on, and I was like, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Um, so I hope everybody listening has like a real good night to sleep <laughs> tonight <laughs> and that you don't get Kawi. Yeah. If you had to share your story. Yeah if, yeah, if you do share it. That's real. If not, damn, good luck, fam. Mm. Um, I right, we're going back to the program. Thanks for tuning in. But that's, but that's for real, though. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. All right. Uh, we're back to the program, but like in between takes, like the whole team is just now talking about like demons and stories and dragons and shit. So, um, I don't know, interesting point, because Sam, you were saying, repeat what you said about like consistency throughout history. Yeah, so I, I, I get like, you know, Ray was talking about how like, you know, people are giving like million dollar prizes to kind of prove like the supernatural, the demonic or yeah. the angelic or whatever. Yeah. Wait, quick context, this is right after, right, we talked about Kawi and, and those kind of experiences. And so Ray said like, right when you said that story, Daniel, I remember seeing a freaking demonic spider looking lady to the T to this day. And so then we kind of got into the topic of like, okay, supernatural horror movies. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. And so like, you know, like we want like scientific evidence to prove these things. Yeah. But what I find very like interesting is like the stories from that thousands of years ago to hundreds of years ago matched with the stories that people are experiencing in the today. Yeah. And the today, they don't know about those stories before. Right. So it's really ironic, like, wait a second, either we're like great storytellers that deeply subconscious within our minds that we didn't know about, yeah, yeah. or these things that are happening to us right. have happened in the past right. that are congruent to maybe the things there's some reality to There's it. something, like, anything that stands the test of time is a little more legitimate, right? Ha I mean, you've got like, to be able to say there's some reality um, to this. I think random pivot kind of, stay with me, dragons, okay, stay with me. I don't know. I was that I was that nerd growing up that was just I fucking love dragons, man. I just thought they were the coolest. I, I would draw dragons in my notebooks and yeah, shit. Sure. And like, I remember Aragon came out after Lord of the Rings, the the, the trilogy where you have Knight Riders, oh, yeah, and yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. You have a connection with it. I was like, that's my shit, bro. Dragons are so dope. Yeah. And I get older, and then I remember hearing like the arg similar argument. They're like, were dragons real? Because isn't it weird that from Europe to Asia, all from um, ancient cultures and um, tribes and people there's some commonality that you can't really explain such yeah. as they're all serpent like yeah, yeah they all have scales yeah they can all fly mm. to some degree yeah right mm -hmm. they were all known for like wisdom mm -hmm. that kind of thing breathing mm -hmm. fire mm -hmm. and so i'm just like yeah maybe dragons are real <laughs> I don't know. fun fact did you know um I, at least for Korean dragons, I think for all Asian dragons, but like Asian dragons don't have wings compared to like European dragons, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh, I remember that. Um, did you know that Asian dra Korean dragons at least are not known for fire, but they're known for water? What? Yeah. So oh, that when you look at rivers in um, Korea or oh. China, um, 
<laughs> um, that's it. Yeah, they look like uh, uh, dragons, right? Oh, interesting. And so legend has it in Korea that like when you want to look for dragons, you go to the end of a, a main like river that like supplies a town or something like that, mm -hmm. and they're responsible for rain and mm -hmm. for like because because water brings about life. Interesting. Complete different from fire, which brings about death. Huh. Right. Also, fun fact: if you haven't watched uh, Raya: The Last Dragon, go fucking watch that movie. Okay. Because it's also it's all about dragons and oh, water, okay. all right. and all right. I mean, dude, yeah. it's a it's a Pixar Disney, Disney animated movie that is about Asian American culture or Asian culture rather. Um, so yeah. Anyways, back to churches. Mm. Um, okay, talked about how my beef with like <laughs> <laughs> we talked about my beef with church hopping being seen as a bad thing. We're talking about church hopping's fine. Go taste, go experience, but check yourself because if you're just there to consume, consume, nothing's going to be good enough. And mm -hmm. so you got to be honest with what you're looking for, right? <clears throat> yeah. More so than something? what you're looking for. I think it's more about, um, I, I think it's about really understanding where you're at with God in connection so that you can be a part of Weird. what God has continued to do in, in, in a larger community. For yeah, example, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not just about this is what I need, so I'm gonna find a church to feel my need. It, it's more huh. so understanding what's, where am I at, yeah. who I am, where is God in all of this, so that I could be a part of what God is doing here or what God is doing there, right? Uh -huh. It's not just about this is what I need, okay? Because that's that's a consumerism where I'm like, you're always gonna find some place that's gonna fill a need that's gonna may look better or you know value right. in this. And so I like to talk about like what are what are some of the important values? What are some of the important things that God has uh, revealed to you about you that helps you see this is what I want to be a part of. This is what I need to be a part of. Got it. So, so from what I'm hearing from you, then one would need a pretty good degree of self awareness in understanding all that stuff before they go to the market. Yeah, I mean, you could go there with the openness and say, I just want to find a community. I just want to find a yeah. church because I want to learn. I want uh -huh. to grow. I think, I think that's a little dangerous. Or, I'm apprehensive with that approach because community sounds great. Mm -hmm. But of all the Korean churches I went to, the community is where things got stuck. And all the drama happened in that community. And it was the echo chamber and bubble of that community. Yeah. Whereas, like, honestly, I'm trying to explore, like, this is going to sound kind of bad, but... Is there a version of church where I don't need to buy in like that, where it's so effing high stakes, where it's like you can only get in if you commit with your signature and blood in at least seven years of service? It's like, I know <laughs> yeah. churches don't like the idea of people coming in and out, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I get that, but at the yeah. same time, I'm just kind of like, what's up with this culture of like you're either in or out, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's not helpful either. I don't buy into the idea like if you commit to a church, you got to be there for life. I don't buy into that. Yeah, me neither. You know what I mean? Like, you see pastors transition, so why can't people? Facts. Right? But I think it's got to be a lot more... I, I think we got to understand, like, what is best, not just for me, but what is helping the community as a whole. Because I look at life and I look at the community as yeah. places that we could be a part of, that we could help build, that we could sure. grow from. You know, it's, it's, we're all, like, together in this puzzle. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And so I, I want to be an integrated part of this community as well as the community being an integrated part of my life. Yeah. So for some people, that's going to be scary, right? Because uh -huh. you've been hurt by people and da, da 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 These are all real things. Yeah. And so the progress of the church is how do I do friendship better? How do yeah. I do community better? You know what yeah. I mean? That's going to yeah. be an ongoing thing. Um, and so part of, the, part of the thing that I would say initially that you're going to go for is I think through my church trauma, I've seen people... Uh, hurt by the church in ways that says, look, if you have a different idea of church or you've been outcasted by the church or you have a heart for the guy that sits in the back row, um, that may be your community for a while. That may be the people that you want to be able to serve and love on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm like, go do that. Like, that, let, that be, right. let that be the thing and how you display the church. Yeah. Um, but as far as like people just saying, um, I'm new to the church or you know, uh, I haven't been to church and God knows how long, like, mm -hmm. what do I do? Mm -hmm. um, I would just say, look, man, if you, if you fall in love with, um, not just the Sunday service, right? Cause the Sunday service could be great, uh -huh. but be empty at, you know, sure. And everything else, yeah. uh, then you're stuck, right? Yeah. Then, then you got to move on, yeah. uh, but get to know the people, get to know uh -huh. what they're about, get to know, um, the heartbeat of the, of the community. Yeah. That way, you know, um, this is where I can grow. This is where I can be challenged. Yeah. And this is where I want to participate in. Yeah. My, my na I'm naturally resisting that a little because again, like 
for me, maybe you guys can relate out there. I, we, we mentioned this in our earlier podcast episode. I said um, one of the good things about church, it was a community aspect because I was like, those are real relationships. Those yeah. are real th- connections. But at the same time, I felt like there was a very firm line drawn. Mm. And it was, dude, I was rebuked for not going to church community events and hanging out with friends that weren't going to church. Sure, yeah. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, of course you want to build the community by being present with the community. Right. But, I mean, I, I don't know what you know what the context yeah. of the church is. But, I mean, that could be a real thing. But I think more so it's... I want to get to a place where the church is not so inward focused. Right. You know, right. but outward focused, right? The whole premise of being in community is that we would, you know... Uh, know that you love, know that you belong, but mm-hmm. also be very inclusive to invite and bring in others. Right. And so we want to be outward focused and not so like, it's all about the building. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so maybe that's a value that when you want to hold, you want to go to a community that is very missions focused or yeah. outreach focused or great yeah. with small groups and yeah. also great with um, inclusivity. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That may be a part of, that may be your heartbeat that you want uh-huh. to be a part of. Right. And, and just to be clear, for me at least, when I hear if you want a church that's all about X, Y, or Z, it's the leadership. It, it like, I think it's a cop out to be like, oh, it's the, no, it's a company culture of every, no, dude, it's about a dude who's, or a gal who's at the top of the, of the tree, the ladder, whatever you want to call it, and they have a mission that they're leading and a vision that they're leading and they're, um, their biases and, and their humanity will trickle down and yeah. change starts top down inside out that kind of thing right sure, sure, sure. and so um, okay I think I get what you're saying I just I don't know I feel like a reckoning almost coming or a decision point because again like dude, Ray and I would every week different church and I'm talking every Sunday as soon as it ends up obviously we dip out before worship um, happens we dip out we get in the car and we're like alright let's begin Yeah. what do you think about the sermon right, <laughs> what do you right. think about the worship and it was just, let's look for a reason to say no versus like looking for a reason to say yes. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, let, let me play devil's advocate. <clears throat> no pun intended there. Um, I mentioned we do church here for every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that bad? Why can't I continue doing that? Because um, I see that I feel like the only thing we're really missing out on mm-hmm. is maybe kind of being forced to interact or be around people that might not um, you might not otherwise be hanging out with like that aspect of it mm-hmm. right but but do you see any other um, concerns or weaknesses in doing church that way well I mean you're kind of picking and choosing you're saying I want I want to do church that's beneficial for me in a sense hmm. so it's like you can you can tune into them doing church but you don't want to be a part of that church does that make sense so you agree mm-hmm. with the messages and how they're doing church uh-huh. at a far, uh-huh. but any more than that, then uh-huh. I'm good. So that should let you know there's a there's a bit of your own stuff of like, I'm afraid to commit to a church because of the uh-huh. other stuff. Yeah. So I'm just gonna pick a part of it, uh-huh. but not integrate myself to all of it. Can I just be a free agent? Do I do I have to sign a ten year deal? You know what I'm saying? Like, like because <laughs> okay, because I think we're getting at is like contribution and service. Why does it have to be within the realms of a church brand? So, for example, um, it's like four mm. or five of us every Great su- question. Great question. Yeah. Every Sunday, four or five of us meet. What, why can't mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, because a part of where I'm going is like it's a new day and age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never before did we have the option to pull up YouTube and pull up any sermon from the top church in yeah. the country. Yeah. It's a different world we're living yeah. in. And so – um, I don't want to turn a blind eye. Yeah. I want to understand, okay, these are my options. I, I, I would prefer to live within the reality of the world versus how it should be because I think yeah. that's how things get done. Sure. And so uh, going back to this example, if we're meeting every Sunday and, yeah, we're rotating through sermons, but we're having real-ass dialogue about yeah. how it's impacting us, yeah. and we go beyond that and yeah. we decide to serve in um, whatever area um, you know, rings true to us. Like for me, it might be single, single parent children. Yeah. And I go, you know what, I'm gonna serve this weekend because I feel like I need to serve in that way. Yeah, yeah. Is that bad? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm still checking the boxes. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know about boxes, but I think, I, think, I think there's beauty to it. I would say what makes, why people go to church, what really transforms, I think, people's lives is yeah. both the gospel and friendships. Yeah, relationships, it's, it's, I agree. It's, it's friendships that really, um, that really do it. If I look back in my life, what really has stuck with me are not just the messages that people have spoken, mm-hmm. but the friendships that were developed. That's what's really influenced and impacted my life. And so I guess you Word. could do church that way. Right. Um, as long as I, I, I want to go from informational knowing, yeah. like just gaining information and lessons or whatever, mm-hmm. and go to a place where I'm like, I call it transformational knowing. This deep part of 
you know, the scriptures uh, and God and my friendships that allow me to be fully who I am, yeah. you know? And so I guess you could, yeah. but you'll run into a place of like, okay, what are we really doing? Where are we going to go? Um, are we inviting other people to be a part of this? Because that could be church too. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. didn't the Bible say, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, my presence is there or something like that? Yeah. So why is that not church, yeah. right? I mean, you could, yeah, you could make that church. Because it's um, like, the other thing I hear all the time is like, well, and you were kind of saying it, um, well, like, it's too much about you. Are you, are you really writing for the mission of the church and the growth of this church? And I'm just like, well, maybe my calling is not to help your church grow, bruh. Like maybe my calling is to go help out, um, nonprofits or low income housing and has nothing to do with your church. And yeah. it's like, I have my mission and I believe I'm right with God in doing it. Mm. Um, but yeah, don't consider me a lifetime membership here. You know what I'm saying? Like, is mm. that bad? Yeah. I mean, bad or good. I don't know. I mean, the Lord knows. Right. Uh, I, I kind of filter it out as in, do we not want to go to church because we don't want to go to church? And we want to take um, a more, I don't know, um, I want to do church my way type of deal because I'm mm. disgruntled with everything going on out there. Sure. Because I don't think that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but maybe there's something really deep in you that says, look, there's something that... I, you know, I want to be able to try out and explore with God, with mm. my own peers that help me grow. Mm -hmm. They challenge me. I want to do church faithfully this way, yeah. you know, and I think that's fair. Yeah. But that's the heart. That's the heart and mindset approach that I, I think needs to be filtered out. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree um, with that. I agree with that. I, okay. It'll be interesting. Listeners, if you're going to church or if you're not, help a brother out. I want to know what you guys look for in your churches because, like, I'm, I'm – dead ass looking for like what is it going to look like for me it's great um i cannot deny this unshakable belief in myself which is um i, I know i'm not going to get fulfilled just chasing paper looking for success i know that just living on my own terms and off my own power is going to fail me right i think there is something special about a sabbath day where you say i ain't doing shit but this one thing which is going to be um me being a part of something greater than myself yeah i believe in all that Powerful. but but again, I'm just like, damn, I am not going to go back to a version of church that I experienced again. So yeah. it's like, um, yeah, so send me your thoughts, guys. Just what do, what do you guys look for in a church? Um, and if you guys are looking for one, what does that process look like and how has it been going? Mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, it's been like fucking Tinder for me so far. Um, not very fruitful. And so I'm also, <laughs> I'm also trying to be open to the fact of like, well, maybe the church that I joined is not going to be the traditional version of it. Like, I, don't, I just don't know. I'm open to That's whatever. Fair. Yeah. 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 Okay. Explore. I, I think come in. If you, if and when you do start exploring different churches, go there with an open heart. Go yeah. there with the mentality of, I want to, I, I want to hear and know God personally. I want to be able to discover a little bit more of who I am. And I want to be able to be an active participant. Yeah. Right. In, in what the community is and what God is doing yeah. overall. And I think when we go there with a more of an open heart, we'd be less critical about, oh, how was the sermon? You know, like yeah. how was the praise? Yeah. To see people say hi to me, you become less critical and more right. open to just right. an active God in your life. Right. You know, what I mean? you know what just thought came into my head as you were saying that? I think another thing in my heart that I'm not articulating very clearly is like, I just was raised to believe that you cannot, you will never be in a better place or better aligned with God's vision or mission for you unless it's within the framework of that brand of the church. Mm. Whereas I'm older and I'm just like, no, 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 no. Mm. I think I'm going to be able to uh, provide more value to the mission of God's will mm. outside of church, mm. which mm -hmm. is why I'm kind of resisting any like, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, some, pe some people are fucking built for operations, man, and they're going to kill it. Yeah. I don't think I'm that guy. And so yeah. whenever I hear about like, well, are you, are you about it though? Are you going to serve? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just kind of react and I'm yeah. just like, I don't think this is the best use of my time and, and my yeah. skills right now. That's a trigger for you. It might, and I'm, it and I'm probably, it's a trigger for a lot of other people. Yeah. You know, that's why I think certain words like you got to submit, you got to follow, yeah. you got to, you know, um, you know, the, these words yeah. of submission are a real trigger for people yeah. because it's like, I've done that right. and it hurt me. Right. And so that's the stuff that I think, um, you know, for myself and, and obviously uh, the Lord is really doing a work in people because that's the reasons why a lot of people don't want to go to church anymore because yeah. they've served, right. they've dedicated themselves yeah. and it didn't come out well for them. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's part of the journey. It's, it is. You're going to have to deal with it. You know, that's, that's real talk. And we'll, we'll get into the depths, uh, deeper layers of that uh, in future episodes. But I don't know. I guess as a, a closing thought for myself, it's another thing that I think about as we talk about all this is like 
God is bigger than any of us can imagine. Um, I don't care how long anyone that's listening has been a pastor. Like, he's bigger than you think, even though you think you think you know. Uh, anyways, because <laughs> okay. I'm just like, um, I'm thinking back to church, and it's a lot of bad memories. And, like, um, it's, it was through a lot of my secular friends that I was able to experience the beauty of God, man, mm. whether it be joy or hope. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm. like, it was just so illuminating for me that I could experience and see God outside this thing we call church. Mm -hmm. And even through people that might not believe in God, right? Mm -hmm. But like, but I'm not limiting God to operate only within four walls of a church, right? Yeah. It's like, he, if you truly believe he's everywhere yeah. and he can work through anything, like there's no exceptions, bro. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. I guess I'm just more like open to seeing that and not yeah. only <clears throat> accepting baby food from church. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and you shouldn't. And so the part of the wrestling is that, you know, I hope to even talk about for the next episode is why do we go to church? Yeah. Why do I need the church? Yeah. You know? Um, Probably a good place to start. <laughs> those are the wrestlings that um, will help us understand this is this is how I'm going to be a part of a community again. Because mm -hmm. if I want to give you real talk, you're going to get hurt by people. Right. You know, you're going to get Regardless. jaded. You're going to experience things that you're not going to like. Mm -hmm. But that goes for any relationship with your dating, with your friendships. You all go through right. ups and downs. But what keeps you there? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's... Mm -hmm. That's what we got to fight for. That's what, this is why I'm here. Mm. And through the ups and the downs and the hurts and the, and the, you know, bruises, um, I'm still going to commit because I believe in, I believe in this and I believe that there's something good that's going to come out of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like that. And so, um, hmm. that's, that's what I'm trying to, uh, get people to see, yeah. you know, um, and, and the church and as much gripe advice as I have with, you know, the church capital C. Um, it's the bride of Christ. It's something that Jesus died for. So there's got to be beauty in it. And sometimes I got to get mm. through my own junk to, to be able to see it. So that's true. That's the adventure. When, when are you going to start a church? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Rain our way, man. I'm just, yeah. I swear, man. Just let me, let me just plant the seed on air yeah. and we'll see where we get oh, to. Cheers. We'll see where the Lord goes. <laughs> All right, fam. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel very much at this point in my life, I need to start, um, you know, take ownership, deal with the trauma and get back into church because wow. I'm some version of church. Cause if I believe what I say, if I believe what the Bible says and I believe is real, I got to make some changes. I, I, I got, I got to start going to church and committing in that way. Um, I feel like the team feels that way as well. So, I mean, tune in for the journey. Like you said, this is our journey. I feel like folks out there are probably going through a similar thing, especially with quarantine going on. Um, so yeah, I'm excited where this is gonna go. And um, chances are I'm probably not gonna go back to a Korean church, but never say never. Never say never. Never say never. All right, later guys. Peace. Thanks fam for tuning in. Listen, we value your feedback. We value um, who you are and what you have to say. So like, subscribe. We want to hear from you. Um, we wouldn't exist without you. This is our journey together. And so we would love to hear from you and uh, continue to listen in. Thanks, fam. Peace.